following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Do you trust the process? Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Processing the Process. I am Brian Finch. With me, Brian Hope Bailey. Hey, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi. Hi. Hey, uh, good to see you again. I'm here. I'm present. And uh, I've been thinking about previous drafts, right? And how excited. I do that often. Right. And how excited we are or or were not. We were or were not, sorry, um, about said draft. And off the top of your head, is there a draft that you you felt was more exciting than others and it has to be the Josh Allen draft, right? <laughs> oh my God, dude, the Josh Allen draft. So I remember this was in the very early stages of that draft, which was like October for Bill's fans. Yeah. I was still in New York and we were talking about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I moved out here for my first for my first stint in Texas, like in like the winter. So when things started really heating up, but we would we were kind of like flippy flippy floppy from different prospects and who we really wanted the Bills to get. Mm-hmm. And there's no other rush than like that, like that draft night. I don't know. Like Twitter was amazing. Everything was just amazing that night because you knew either something really, really great was going to happen or something really, really bad was going to happen. And at the end of that night, we all thought something really, really bad was going to (laughs) happen. Right. And like leading up to it, dude, I, I was reading a mock draft probably three, four times a day, a different mock draft every single day. Yeah. I was watching all of these quarterbacks play. I probably watched every single snap of every single one of these quarterbacks per week, once a week. I don't know. I was so invested in it. But like my like what like my most exciting draft was probably like 2017. Like that's when I first really getting into the draft, like really getting into it. And we had a top the Bills had a top 10 pick and then they traded it. Yeah. And I was like, I got to stay up even later. I got to work in the morning. I got to stay up for this. But it worked out. We took Trey White. But um, but yeah, that the 2017 job was probably like where I was most excited for it. But then like 2018, was just like. Well, well, I'm glad you brought up that draft because that gets me to talk you up a little bit. Say Ryan was the first person that I talked to. And I don't talk to a lot of people. 
but the first was I talked to you about the draft, and he said that he was liking the idea of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And I distinctly remember saying, I watched some clips of him. Why does he keep making his receivers jump four feet in the air when he's got to catch when they got to catch a screen? Yeah. And then you told me to grow up, Brian. I think that's what you said. You said grow up, Brian. He had some flashes, man. And you got to think who he was. He was playing with Texas Tech. Not a very, not a very, you know, not they're not really they're not just producing talent left and right. You know what I'm saying? They get guys. They get guys. Yeah, sure, but they're not like. You know, your Bama's, your Ohio State's. But also, those schools aren't really producing, you know, NFL-caliber quarterbacks. But I don't know. I don't know. There was something about Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. I just I just liked it. I mean, I, I never thought he would be this. Never thought he'd be this. I thought he'd be a good starter in the league. Never thought it would. he'd be the best quarter, one of the best quarterbacks of all time at four years, five, five years in, six years in. Yeah. But... You win some, you lose some, am I right? Yeah. I also liked, I also liked the Rosen one. So. It happens. Give your, give your hits. Yeah. You liked Shaq Lawson, I didn't. And I still don't know if I was wrong, wrong about him. No one knows. Shaq Lawson doesn't even know if he's good or not, really. Right. He, unfortunately, is just good enough that I think we'll never be able to call him bad. He's not a bad football player. He's just not, not great. And that sucks. Yeah. Also doesn't help that he started his career injured and uh, he started on the Rex Ryan who didn't know how to use him. He started making him learn how to play a drop-back linebacker. Uh, speaking of drop-back linebackers, we're talking edge today and we're talking quarterback today. So we're talking about the two positions that I like last last time we uh gave you the list of wide receivers and cornerbacks for Ryan and myself. So there that matchup was cool last week. And this week we get the guys trying to sack the guys, right? That's fun. So let's start with Ryan's top ten quarterbacks. Ryan, your first thoughts on this this draft class of quarterbacks. There's Over. Over. There's no guy. There's no guy. Like, you know, I mean, in past years, I mean, I'm sure there will be a guy once we get through combine and stuff like that. And, you know, all these scouts and all these, you know, the rumor mill starts going, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like right now there's no guy like, and there's no like top, like there's no sure top 15 pick right now. Like there's always the top 15 quarterback. Like there's, what you say 95% of the time there's a top 15 quarterback pretty much all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like right now, like there's like these talks, like, Oh, all these scouts are saying there's no first round quarterback, this and that it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit, but I don't know. See, like right now, like my list is just how I'm feeling this week. This list is probably going to change. Just how I'm feeling this week. Um, so I guess I'll start off with one. I think it's most people's one. And I'll go with Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. out of Pitt. Um, didn't watch a lot of Pitt football this year. <laughs> didn't watch a lot of Pitt, period. Um, mobile, good arm, 
that's really all I know on the guy. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to be completely uh, uh, transparent here. Don't know much. Good hair. Arm. No, he's mobile. Good hair. Good head of hair. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a good head of hair. I'm looking at his headshot right now. Good head of hair. <laughs> I mean, he made Jahan Dotson look good. He made, well, no, or Jahan Dotson also. Or Jahan Dotson made him look good. He's know. definitely better than Peterman. You were a big Peterman guy. That's that's not I, easy. I, I was big in the aspect of yes, I I said he was my favorite day three pick. Yeah. Well, he's still in the league, so I he is. I didn't get that. He is that wrong. <laughs> he is. Um. You want to hear QB two? I would love to hear QB two. Uh, old man Ritter, old friend of the show. Yes. Um, this dude kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like when we were talking about him last year, I mean, we were kind of like, okay, this guy's kind of, you know, building up some momentum here. Got to see how he does next year. And he's in the semi, what's, what's that? What's the one before the championship semifinals? Yeah. Yeah. It's the semifinals. Yeah. Um, dude, but like the thing with Ritter though, He's like your stereotypical quarterback, you know, six foot four, 215, 220, but he can move. And for being 86 years old, the guy can move. Yeah. What I'm saying? Uh, he's got a ridiculous arm. He's super accurate. Like, he, he's probably going to move up to QB1. It's like three or four times through the process for me. You know, it's this, this is kind of similar to the 2018 draft in a way, but with like less. I don't know, is upside the right word with less upside? Yeah. Like going into 2018, everyone thought this was going to be like the most historical draft class, like since what? The Kelly Marino draft, right? Um, so this kind of feels like that where like no one knows who number one is, but like it's not to that degree of talent. So, so yeah, I have Desmond Ritter there at two. Um, and then Matt Corral. I have Matt Corral at three. Uh, we, we, we were big Matt Corral guys last season. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, he was just making flashy throws. Another guy, good on, really good thrower of the ball on the move. So that's always a good, a good, a very good uh, talent to have, especially in today's NFL. We see guys do it all the time. Look at Josh Allen. He's one of the like everybody knows. You hear it in every single telecast. I challenge anyone who doesn't watch a lot of Bills football try and catch a game. Every single comment commentator will always say the team should not let Josh Allen roll to his right because he will kill you. Matt Corral can roll. Can, can roll out and he can make throws accurately. It's one of the it's one of the best skill sets to have as a quarterback in the NFL today. It really is making plays out of nothing, escaping the pocket, and he seems like that kind of guy that can really um, manipulate the pocket and make a good throw when he needs to. So, I have him at three. Um, I have Malik Willis at four. Malik Willis could be he has the unteachable traits that we like to call him to be a number one quarterback. I mean, everyone likes to throw out like a Lamar comp for him, which is fair. The dude can move. He can run. But I think he's a better thrower than Lamar is already. Like we've seen like the struggles with Lamar so far through the air. This year was kind of a little bit better season for him before injury. Everyone thought, you know, he's kind of taking that next step. But we really don't know. But I think Malik Willis right now is like he's he's not just a mobile quarterback. He can throw the ball. He's playing against weaker competition. Yes, but he was lighting up the senior bowl, too. A lot of guys were saying, you know, um, out of practice that he had 
he would have the five best throws of practice. He'd have the five worst throws of practice. You know what I mean? So Malik Willis, he's like the dark horse right now for me. That's so, our boy Joe Marino that said that. Yes. Yes, it was Joe Marino. Um, this is where I have no idea about these guys at all. Not a clue. Not a clue. Carson Strong at five. I got. I think he's got a cool name, and I know he's got a big arm. So Nevada, right? Strong at five. Huh? He's out of Nevada? Nevada, yes. Um, and then Sam Howell, North Carolina at six. I know he kind of fell off. Like the hype kind of fell off for him a little bit this year. Um, so I don't really know. I've seen some Baker Mayfield comps for him. Well, think about it. Think about it this way. Last year you had Michael Carter, Javante Williams, Javante Williams Daz Newsome. Daz Newsome. Mm-hmm. There's one art. There's two. Shy others. Smith. No, he went South Carolina. There's he two played. others though. Uh, We're not gonna. Sage Surratt. He was Purdue. I don't think he was. You're. I think you're right. I think he was Purdue. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to think of it. Well, Sam, my point would be that Sam Howell uh, greatly. Wake Forest. Oh, right colors, wrong school. Yeah. So yeah, Sam Howell. I mean, guys, I really don't know. I don't know about Sam. I've, I have no idea. No clue. Um. After him, what am I at? Seven. This is the true dark horse. This kid right here. You. This guy blew up Twitter. Bailey Zap Zappa Zappy, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, baby. Can I read this stat line to you? Yeah, absolutely. You must. Five thousand nine hundred and sixty-seven yards passing, sixty-two touchdowns, eleven interceptions. That's why he's seven. No, nothing else. Nothing else. That's still Division One football players. At least you're still very good athletes. He's throwing the ball against. He threw 62 touchdowns. Joe Burrow had what 60 at LSU. Yeah, so broke the record. I don't care. Um, yeah, Bailey Zapp. It, nuts, insane stat line. That's unheard of. Uh, absolutely insane stat line in college football. Um, Jack Cohen out of Notre Dame. Don't know eighth quarterback. Probably going to be irrelevant. Um, how about Brock Tober? Yeah. Little Brocktober action for you? I don't know, man. He's been draft eligible for the last like five yeah. years, I think. Yeah, B- babyface Brock. We've all seen the headshot. <laughs> Probably going to be a third string practice squad guy in the NFL. Like oh. a Davis. Think of a Davis Webb. I- I'm pretty sure when uh, uh we talk about Brocktober uh, and, and how long he's been playing football, you know, De- Desmond Ritter grins just a little bit. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. at least they're not talking about me. Yeah, I mean we've we've all we've all seen Brock Brock pretty play like not great arm strength is mediocre like I don't know I mean I I just that, well, he's got a fun name Brocktober good nickname yep. so great to- um number ten Skylar Thompson who the hell is that no idea no clue of that. I know Ooh, they- never Skylar's a bad name mm-hmm. no yeah. no Can't offense to Skylar. Skylar's out there but yeah Skylar Thompson number 10. <laughs> Kansas State. Although Sky, you know, that means he like throws the ball yeah. high, which isn't necessarily good. Yeah. It's an it's yeah, uh I mean, underwater. The main class. guys you really need to pay attention for is like Pickett, Ritter, Corral, Willis, Strong, and Howell. I think those are the big six that you yeah. really need. Okay, I uh asked you to prepare to answer for 
last week's top 10. I'm going to have yeah. you do the same for this week's top 10. We'll do this week's first because they're fresh in your mind. The quarterback that you are most excited about playing in the NFL is? Malik Willis. Right. Malik Willis. So much fun. Yeah. I just tape. It's a ton of fun. The the ball really does when he when he gets out of the pocket and, and puts that thing, you know, on a rope, it pops out of his hand, man. He had some very like Mahomes, Zach Wilson, like Zach Wilson in college escrows. Remember some of those throws where you're like, no business completing that. He had no no reason to complete that pass. No. He had a few of those. Where guys are just like, What do you want me to do? Defenders mm-hmm. like what do you what do you expect me to do? And it's like it's like when you watch Vic back in the day, because like Vic too was like he didn't expect that ball to just like pop out of his hand like that. Yeah. Just like explode. Just because they're kind of slighter guys. Yeah, um, I'm so yeah. excited for Malik Willis. I want him to go to Washington just because like I feel like him and Terry McLaurin would be nightmares. And Antonio Gibson. I don't know. I'm into that. Yeah. I like that. I sent off. That's to uh Let's do your dark horse. Next. Bailey Zapp. Yeah. I'll say Zappy. Bailey Zappy. It ends in an E. Yeah. So yeah. can it be Zappe? Z-A-P-P-E. Yeah, Zappe. Yeah. Dude, he had like no offers at all. Like none. I believe. Let me read. I'm almost positive he had like. Yeah, he started at Houston Baptist. Okay. In 2017. So. Yeah, dude. Uh, he was the Conference USA MVP yep. um, this uh, in 2021. So, yeah, dude. Like, j- just those stat lines are just insane. Like, I don't care if you're playing like Division three football. Like, that's an insane stat line. So, yeah. Bailey Zapp is very intriguing to me. And the uh, the it's it may be tough for this draft class in this position, but the sure thing the, if you had to had to take a quarterback with the first overall pick. My body's telling me Matt Corral. I remember my body. My brain is telling me Matt Corral. I don't know why. I think you know why. I think you've seen him make the consistent wild throws that maybe right. the other guys haven't. Who is his receiver at Old Miss that we love some more, more? Elijah Moore. We loved Elijah Moore. Yeah. I think because we watched so much Elijah Moore, we were like, wow, Matt Corral's pretty good at football. He was another guy. Him and Desmond Ritter both last year, we were like, these guys are pretty good at football. I, you know what I think? Yeah, I, they they can hit the second-level throws, you know, the 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 over-linebacker in front of the safety, hitting hit the uh, zones in the cover, in the cover twos, the cover threes. Yeah. Those are those are tough throws, and the ones that you have Corral's to Corral's a freak is- athlete, too. Really good athlete. Absolutely. Good athlete. He can yeah. run the ball. Always a threat to move, run the ball. So, I could definitely talk myself into that. I ha- I struggle with Kenny Pickett. I do. So, yeah. I think yeah. I'm with you lockstep. So, uh, if you can remember last week's, did you did you pull up last week's that you said? Yeah, I got it right here. I got it right here in my brain. Let's do it in reverse order this time. So this time, let's hear Ryan's sure thing wide receiver as of today. I think it's still Chris Olave. I had him at four, but I think it's Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Sure. I mean, it, it, the production kind of dropped a little bit without Justin Fields, but like that's going to happen when a freshman comes in. But we saw how unbelievable Chris Olave was last in 2020. Yeah. Like he could have been a top, what, 20 pick m- minimum. It definitely seemed like he was headed there. Yeah, like, I don't know. He just seems like someone who, like, people are going to go past him for some reason because people are in love with, have the hard eyes for Garrett Wilson. But I still think Chris Olave is going to be a stud in the NFL. He might be like a Terry McLaurin, kind of like we've talked about before, where no one was talking about Terry McLaurin except for you and I. <laughs> it felt like, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Well, I love that comp beyond just the same school, very similar the way they win on the field. Yeah. I forget who I was talking to about this. Might have been Matt Johnson. But the, what I get ex- excited about with this wide receiver class is it seems like if you need one style of wide receiver over others, you're going to be able to find it that. So if you're really lacking that dominant outside wide receiver, you may be a Drake London fan. Yeah. You want you want that guy that's going to really impose himself out there. But maybe you're missing a guy they can operate and dominate out of the slot. Well, there's probably a handful of guys that we can talk about. Jack Dotson. Yeah. Uh, and then if you want to take guys that take the top off, I mean, Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, um, yeah. so many. So, yeah. Let's talk now. Uh, your dark horse, John Matchy. Yes. Out of Alabama. Alabama. Montana. Uh, Ontario. Yes. Big Canadian guy. Dude, so like, the, so where, where my thinking starts here is um, he was not this past year, but the year before with um, uh, Waddle and Devonta Smith. Alabama is like a breeding ground of talent. So, and most of these receivers, like John Mechie is a number one receiver on 80% of other schools. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. the talent is there. A, a good example for us, like on the other side of the ball was Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace didn't play snaps in Alabama at corner. And now he's a star in the NFL. These guys are still super talented, but they're still the three or four receiver. This dude's playing behind, um, like I said, Waddle, Devonta Smith, now Jamison Williams. Like the dude is a baller. Like, there's no he, he you you don't get recruited by Nick Saban if you're bad at football. Period. Yeah. So I mean, he's already in a, he's already NFL ready. He's in an NFL system. Like I don't know, John Matchy just feels like like I don't know. He 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 could be like a sure thing for me too. Like I love John Matchy. So. And he's a, he's a sure thing in the way that you're not taking him in the first round. And I think by the time that you Let take him. him Right. By the time you take him, you're going to get great value for the pick. Right. All right. Now, the most exciting wide receiver. Probably Jameson Williams. A, now, a fully the healthy ACL scares people. <laughs> the ACL scares people, but he's a freak. <laughs> he's a freak. Speed, sure hands, route running. I mean, I don't think he's near Gary Judy level route running, but I don't think a lot of guys aren't, but like He's 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 a freak, dude. James Williams is a freak. Yep. Sure thing. Gonna be the number one receiver. Okay. 
what would you classify like if you were describing Drake London, what what would his classification be? A bully. Yeah. Big body guy with speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not talking DK Metcalf level big body, but big body. Production. Mediocre quarterback play. I don't know. Yeah, right. Bully. For sure. Mediocre is very nice, very kind. Who they just get? Who just transferred to USC? Uh, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, that's right. So still mediocre quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I. I don't like the way he carried himself necessarily. I. Both quarterbacks, tough look for Oklahoma. Yeah, not not great. Yeah. He's not he's not Spencer Rattler though. Like I just don't like he he took that starting opportunity, Caleb Williams, and he I think he let it go to his head. And then he kind of got remember like four months ago when we did our last show or like when we did like one of our first shows back, we're like, Who do you think's gonna be the first overall pick? We we're like, I guess it's Spencer Rattler. Or first quarterback, we're like, I guess we'll say Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Yeah, probably not, because he's no. not declaring. But um <laughs> so he needs to declare that he's a douchebag. Yeah. Oh, Spence. Spence. <laughs> All right. Let me give uh, my edges. Ryan, who do you think I have as my number one edge? Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. That is correct. Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan gives me no pause. The way he wins on the football field is one of the more, most consistent ways I feel to win on the football field, which is speed to power and good hand usage. Yeah. So those two things combined is phenomenal. He is a much better athlete at his size than he probably gets credit for. He is able to bend a little bit. He's able to to you know shorten that route to the quarterback by taking some of the edge uh, off. So, yeah, he's he's a great combination. Big fan of his attitude, too. That's the other thing that I think will make him a winner. Uh, that's what I actually think these two guys have in common and what I would be excited about with drafting him. Number two is Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. First team all name. This is a great name. Uh, great haircut. Phenomenal haircut. That name's going to sell so many jerseys. Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. It's an accident. I feel like it's going to sell a lot of jerseys. He used to rock. Probably buy a Kayvon Thibodeau jersey. Yeah. He used to rock the flat top, but I think he got rid of that. Anyways, um, gray size. He is more the traditional now than the modern era edges, which is long arms, um, kind of lean. Yeah. A little, little more length than power and he's going to bend that edge. He's really good at it. He's really good. Yeah. at it. He, he can lean on it too. Uh, I wouldn't be worried even about him and being exposed and run protection because that wingspan is really going to help him eat up space. You know, he, he's not going to be the, the strongest guy at the point of attack, but with the, having that wingspan and having that um, distance on that tackle, trying to block him, I think that's his advantage. He's a technician, right? He's going to rely on his speed and his mechanics over anything. Yeah. So the two, the top two were obvious, right, Ryan? So, oh, yeah. I mean, clear. Uh, let's get back to you trying to guess. 
Who do you think I have coming in at number three? David Ojabo. I do not have David Ojabo. Is it George Karlaftis? It is George Karlaftis. This is more recent for me that I um, moved George up after watching some of his tape. He does a lot of stuff really well. He does a lot of stuff really well. And stuff that you need to have as a basis to be anything in the NFL. But where I think this this draft class is getting me now is I think there's some guys in this draft class that have the tools to be a long-term rotational guy and someone that you like probably look at your team like you're glad that you have them on your team but maybe not the difference makers that the first two guys are going to be, or maybe what some of these other guys can like turn into like right. a job is that for me, a job is a guy's what, what, what can he be in a couple years? Not what he is today, what he's going to be in two years, three years. It's the same reason the bills took um, Rousseau. Rousseau with the, their pick is the idea that yeah, today he's really young and raw, but, Two years from now, what is he going to look like? Epinesa, too, probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, but George is coming out more polished in the way that he understands how to use the leverage. He's a good combination. He's a little smaller than maybe you would want. Well, he's 6'4", 275. Then no, he doesn't look like it. I don't believe that one. I, want, I can't wait for combines so we get more locked-in weights. And yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, at 6'4", six, six he didn't seem tall to me out there but um he's what did you say about Thibodeau? He he's he's got good technician yeah. um he's like george is more like a um off-brand technician so it gets you everything you want but you know every now and then you wish that you had that more specialized tool to get the he's job more of a hustle guy right he's like, definitely more like hustle. hustle sack guy sure and relying on you know the rest of his team you know creating one-on-ones for them, not necessarily. The, the, those first two guys, the difference is they they know about him coming, those guys coming in that week, and they still couldn't do anything about it. Like, you know Thibodeau's coming to town, and there's still nothing you can do about it. Yeah, like George Carlisle is like a guy, get him on a team with like a sure defensive line that's going to open up opportunities for him. Yep. You know, just to let him blossom even more. Uh, so number four. Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson. So Jermaine yeah. Johnson for me also a late riser, but this guy has the ability to take over games. I think he's the one that I think has the, of, of the guys that take taken the back end of the first round this year, probably picks, I don't know, 20 back uh, will be like Jermaine Johnson. It'll be like George Carlaftis, maybe Ojabo, uh, maybe Trevon Walker, but they will be the guys that, you when you bring them out in pass rushdowns, I think you're gonna get the most out of them because I don't think I want to rely on Jermaine Johnson for three downs. I think I want to bring him out there for two or three or no. or um, uh, one or two. So you bring him on a second down or third down and just let him literally just rush the passer and let him work on that. Uh, it's not it's that Jermaine. Minnesota. Well, he's not Jermaine Johnson's not raw at all. You know what I mean? He's he's. Senior? Yeah, senior. Redshirt, yeah. Redshirt, yeah. So he he's experienced. He he knows what he's doing out there. So but I still don't think that his overall ceiling is the kind that you 
put him out there like a JJ Watt or a TJ or one of those guys. Uh, so five is Ojabo, and David Ojabo is the toolsy guy. He's got all those fun tools that you can't wait as a D line coach or defensive coordinator to get your hands on. He's got great hands. He's got that inside quickness. Some of my favorite uh, reps from him is when he goes from playing out on the edge and then hitting a stunt and just that inside speed is almost unstoppable. Uh, he can bend and he's only been playing football for three years. So for three from, years. yeah, he's from uh, Nigeria. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's got a, I think he's got a couple of brothers too. So if you're taking David Ojabo, it might be a little bit of a learning curve from him still. Cause he hasn't had that much uh, learning, but maybe he's one of those guys who just picks it up fast. I don't know, man. I mean, he picked it up fast he's enough to Michigan <laughs> and, and actually start. So number six, Trevon Walker. And this is, this gets to the end of my list of guys that I feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard not to look good when you're playing next to Davis, who is a monster of a man, but at yeah. the same time, you know, six five, two seventy five. He's probably going to come in a little lighter than that. I bet at the combine, but I do believe the six five for Trevon Walker. He looks it out there. Um, a good combo, I think. He's a, he's he's a nice blend of speed and power. He's a guy that you probably feel okay about taking um, at the end of the first round, and is a developmental like Rousseau to me. That's what he seems like to me. Right. But great on run defense. That's the other, maybe the difference. Maybe it's like, maybe that's what he does have somewhere over so that you don't feel bad about having him out there in rundowns because I mean, he's good against it. Like that run D was no joke. Um, now here's where I kind of just like threw darts at a wall. Yeah. We got, we got Logan yep. Hall out of uh, University of Houston. And then I got uh, Majal Sanders uh, from Cincinnati. And then I have Drake Jackson, and I have Cameron Thomas. Those guys are from um, USC, and then uh, Cameron Thomas is from San Diego State, so a, a small school guy. Majel Sanders, Majai Sanders, I don't know his name from listening and watching Cincinnati games. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um. Because I know I knew Sauce Gardner, you know. What I mean, obviously the name helps, um, right. but the guy's a stud. I don't know Sanders, and I'm interested to see when I can get these clips to load. I've been trying to get these clips to load on my laptop for a while. Something's up with his site. Anyways, uh, I think I'm gonna see the guy that just does enough. I think all these guys are those guys that are gonna be doing just enough to be situational pass rushers for probably most of their careers. But we'll see every now and then you get a guy that gets drafted in the third or fourth round or even later, and he slips through the cracks and he has a great career better than the guys that were taken way before him. It's not as common in edges. You know, normally you see that from other positions where you see the later picks hitting, but edges you normally want to take in the top 10. That's the, normally the guys that hit and last. Right. But this class, I do think, um, I feel really good about those first six. 
Like, I think if you're taking one of those first six guys, they, I, I would feel really good about adding them to my defense. Yeah, it's like those first couple tiers are deep, <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> it, yeah, I think it does. It, I think so. everyone knows what we're talking about. You, you have a two, a one tier of what could be superstars. You have another tier of what could be solid bets. Really good starters, yeah. Yeah, and then you have another tier of a bunch of guys who are like, you know, he doesn't play that much, but, man, when he comes in, like right. that's literally what I see. Like if, if you if when you get Jermaine Johnson on your team and just having him come in on pass rush situations, man, and don't have to worry about rundown, and that guy can be a freak. Yeah, no doubt. I'm excited to see him in the combine, Jermaine Johnson. Yep. Uh we're getting close. A more weeks. Yeah. I don't I don't know the exact start date. I don't have it in front of me. Uh but yeah, it, it seems like the country's in a good enough shape where everything's gonna continue on track. That's cool. Uh way different than in previous years of us doing this. So um good luck to all those out there doing their draft preparation. Uh, I think this draft class is very intriguing and I'll be curious to see uh what we can come up with for, for next week. I like not telling people. I like yeah. I like just like dropping in. So uh we'll think on stuff and um Ryan, what should we tell the folks? Subscribe. That's a good idea. I haven't said it in a while. Subscribe, share, like, leave a comment. Oh my god, do we have any reviews? We have two. Do we actually? And one of them's from Walker. Okay. Um <laughs> Okay, that's what's up. I yeah. did ha- I did have someone who listens to the show or has at least listened to one show. Um he hosts his own NFL show. I don't have it at my fingertips right now, but he sh- he gave us a shout out on Facebook and uh, I need to respond to him. He wants to do uh, some sort of crossover. So if you're listening, um, and I haven't responded to you, go ahead and respond back to me or send me a email to finchb1984 at gmail.com and uh, I respond. I'm good at that stuff. Cleaning up my email. I'm actually a little OCC, OCD, OCC done with me. Uh, OCD about it. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm looking to uh, engage with new people. So if you honestly, if you guys are listening to this and you're like, I like talking about drafts, hey, hit me up and we'll see uh, You know what we can do. Maybe we can do yeah. like a question and answer. Something me and Ryan have been wanting to do. We're not experts. We just want to have fun talking to people about football. That's Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what we do. All right. Uh, until uh, next week, we're all just, uh, we're going to keep processing that process. Bill Bills. Do you trust the process? Respect the process.